You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome everyone to The Voice of Charity. I'm Phil Zapeta with Catholic Charities here with my colleague, Katie Breedeman. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Phil. Hey, and everybody, we are live as we always are on WNDZ 750 AM in Chicago with a live stream also running on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. So let's get right into it. In recent weeks, The Voice of Charity um, has, has uh, brought on guests discussing how various Catholic Charities programs have emerged from the pandemic, right? Offering client services that incorporate the lessons learned uh, during the lockdowns. Uh, In some cases, program managers and volunteers have resumed in-person contact to the greatest extent they possibly can. But in other instances, program operations now include new services such as video calls, right? It's it's the world today that that were quite useful um, during the worst months of COVID-19. Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Department, also known as CCLA, assists low-income individuals with their legal needs, offering education and legal assistance to clients who may not even have (coughs) basic estate documents for themselves. For almost 20 years, CCLA has been advocating for those who cannot afford an attorney. And so today, we are so fortunate to have with us two of the most dedicated volunteer attorneys in the history of CCLA, Dennis Marks and Jack Lynch. Dennis and Jack are here to provide an update on how CCLA volunteer attorneys continue to play a vital role in this crucial service area. Welcome, Dennis and Jack. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, we're thrilled to have you guys here. Thank you for joining us on The Voice of Charity. Hey, I'm going to jump right in with our first question, and it's more of a personal one. Tell us, um, tell our audience how long each of you have been involved with Catholic Charities and in CCLA. Well, I started uh, with CCLA in 2009, so I guess that's almost 13 years. And I started, uh, I, I was on the advisory committee for a couple of years, and then I started uh, doing the volunteer work in 2011, so that would be 11 years. Excellent. Well, that's that's a great a great combination, and we're so grateful to have your assistance with that program and within the the Catholic Charities family. So, Dennis, specifically for for you, can you describe for our audience the type of assistance that CCLA volunteer attorneys provide for our clients? Sure. There's a number of services that they provide, but primarily uh, the one that I think most of uh, the audience would be interested in is our advice line. And how that works is the the client would call into the Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Advice Line and a non-attorney, either a volunteer or a non-attorney staff member would take down some preliminary information about the person, about the facts of their problem. And then uh, that that matter would then be placed in our system uh, on uh, in, in, uh, in a electronic file. And what happens is then 
we are given a, an appointment. The client is given an appointment with an attorney at a certain time and a certain date. And the client is also told that they can call, they can send in documents for review or photos for review by the attorney that in connection with their problem or in connection with their, their legal question. Uh, then the attorney has the advantage now before the appointment date and time to review these basic facts and the basic assessment that the non-attorney ha has made and decide what further questions need to be asked, what documents need to be reviewed, and what possible uh, legal assistance we can be in the way of advice or referrals. Uh, that's, the basic, that's the basic program for our volunteers. Sometimes volunteers are involved in providing uh, information at legal clinics. Sometimes those are conducted both in English and in Spanish. And I should say that also on the advice line that when a, a matter is assigned to an attorney who may not speak the language of the client, Catholic Charities provides an interpreter for that client so that uh, the, the problem and the advice can all be uh, communicated successfully. Uh, there are also matters that are sometimes referred to uh, staff attorneys who uh, will handle a matter in court for the client. And also our volunteers uh, help prepare legal documents. They may prepare powers of attorney for a client for both property and health care. They may prepare a short-term uh, or a standby guardianship uh, document for the client. So these are some of the things that, uh, that our volunteers are involved in. It's, it's really tremendous in that the broad scope of services that, that, that you all provide clients, especially in, in many legal situations where they don't feel that they have any place to turn. So thank you for, for sharing that inf information. Jack, tell us a, a little bit about what do, you, what do you see as the most challenging parts of providing uh, pro bono uh, legal services to our clients? Well, we sometimes act as like an emergency room, a triage where a lot of different problems come to us and we can't follow up completely, just like the emergency doctor. Uh, you have to, people often want an attorney to represent them personally. And just in this day and age, there's just not enough volunteer attorneys to be able to do right. that. And most of our clients cannot afford a private attorney. So because of that, we try to do as much as we can and lead them in the right direction. Uh, we try to provide the, the issue identification, if you will. What are the main issues? And then you take from issues, where can we best direct the clients? Now, there is a wealth of information on the internet. And I think that's our main referral tool. There's IllinoisLegalAid.org, which is a tremendous source for the, uh, the residents of Illinois. Every aspect of Illinois law just about that would affect a person. You can find uh, articles, you can find a chat room that'll help you lead through what you need to go. There's other organizations like even the Cook County, uh, the cookcountycourt.org. They have uh, uh, forms online and it's in Spanish or English that would take you through what you need. For instance, if you needed to change your name the forms are right there telling you how to do it, how to fill it out. Uh, we direct people to things like that. We get a lot of calls on power of attorney. Well, power of attorney, there's 
personal and property. The state of Illinois has prepared the standard forms. So if we can direct people to those forms, they can print them off the internet and fill them out themselves. So you try to have clients accomplish as much as they can. I guess one of the most frustrating things that I find, uh, we, unlike other advice lines, we get a case a few days in advance. So we, as the attorneys, have time to prepare for the conference. It, it's just not like right. we're picking up the telephone and giving an answer. And then we have time to research it and to have something that we know what we're going to be telling the client. And then sometimes the clients do not uh, answer our calls when we call. They forget about the appointments. And our staff does a good job, just like a dentist's office or anybody else, calling ahead that you will be getting your telephone call at whatever hour. So uh, th that's the only frustration part. The rest of it is is good. We, we wish we could do more, but you try to get people started. That's the main thing. <laughs> right. It's all the, all the rigors of, of running a, a for-profit business that you see in the, the, the pro bono business. Uh, Dennis and Jack, we're, we're wondering if you could share with us what some of the legal concerns that you've uh, heard from clients in the past two years, especially whether some of them are COVID-related. Uh, Dennis, may we start with you? Well, some of them are COVID-related uh, with respect to some employment issues. Uh, they may have had to uh, uh, stop, uh, stop their job or stop going to work because of COVID, and that may have caused problems for the employer who's had to let them go, uh, and uh, there are certain recourses that they may have had with unemployment compensation or other things such as that that we can direct them to. Um, but uh, mo for the most part, I would say that the questions that we get nowadays uh, have been similar to the ones that we got before. Most of the most of the issues relate to family law, whether it's divorce or child support. Um, custody issues, visitation issues, things that are now in, in family law referred to as allocation of parental responsibility. So you have parenting time, you have, uh, you have child support issues, you have decision-making uh, issues that the parties can't always agree on. And that's a shame because, you know, divorce uh, affects the child. So you're trying to explain to people what their options are in, uh, and what their responsibilities are. Some of the other areas uh, have to do with guardianship. Uh, you know, people people may anticipate that they may not be here for their child who is a lawful citizen because he was he or she was born here, but they may get deported and they may need to have documents ready and available if they're deported uh, for short term or standby guardianship. So those are some of the things that are peculiar, I think, to a large. Uh, communities here where we have undocumented individuals. Landlord-tenant, uh, people who are getting evicted or they have problems with their landlord uh, over certain issues. Uh, so issues such as, are, are they going to receive their uh, security deposit back? Uh, Debtor-creditor issues has, has been uh, a very, I think, prevalent one for us. And during the pandemic, it was, uh, it was prevalent just as much, if not more, where people uh, were buying things on credit. Sometimes they had multiple credit cards and now they can't make the minimum payments. And what do they do? What happens if they're sued uh, by the creditor? So those are all things that we 
we've dealt with before, and I think that in some cases they've been accentuated by the pandemic. Each of those are, can be really complex, time-consuming uh, issues to deal with, Dennis. Uh, I'm sure your wise counsel is such a blessing in the lives of the clients, you know, that you're that you're guiding. Uh, Jack, any any to add, any add, any to add to that, Jack, of of different types of cases you've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, with Dennis, we, we do a wide range of cases, as you can tell from what Dennis uh, has said. Uh, we get calls on uh, individuals who have criminal records, and they want to get the record sealed or expunged so that they can get a job. And th that's a, a difficult area. Uh, there is an organization in Chicago that specializes in that, and that's where we refer uh, clients to there. Uh, but everybody thinks they can get expunged. It's hard to get felonies expunged, impossible, but a lot of things can be sealed. We're seeing a lot of late. I've seen a, a number of cases with um, grandmothers wanting to become guardians for their grandchildren. The parents are, are not married. The, the daughter or the son, as the case may be, has run into health issues and no job. And the grandmother is one of taking over because somebody has to be there to, to bring the kid to school and to sign up and to get them uh, into the hospital. Uh, Suspended driver's licenses. That's another area uh, that trying to work people through because of either tickets or fines and sometimes uh, the DUIs. If you don't have a driver's license, you can't get to work. If you can't get to work, you can't pay your rent. One thing hinges on another. So that's why we always try to take one issue at a time and take it from there and then try to give again, some direction uh, as, as best we uh, can. One of the issues uh, that I've seen a number of times this, uh, just recently is a mother owns the home. The husband has died and the mother owns the home. And one daughter, usually a daughter, has lived with her for 15 or 20 years, taking care of her. And always assumed that she was going to get the house when the mother died, and that's what the mother told her. But it was never written in a will. Or it, it, and, and the daughter then, the mother dies. Well, a couple brothers who have done nothing come, and they want their share of the house. So we often tell people in preparing things uh, for... It, it, most people don't need a, a will if you have no assets or anything. You can do it with joint bank accounts and that. But you do need it if you have property. You should think about that because the state of Illinois has written a will for you if you don't have it. And just to tell people that if it's that's what you want, if you want your three kids to have it equal shares, that's fine. But if you want one to get it, you have to prepare it. A lot of it is just explaining to people their basic rights. People want to know, what are my rights? There's... Another one is... Uh, it, it, people may think it's unusual. You hear about deadbeat fathers who don't support the kids. and that, That's not true. There are a lot of fathers that call. They want to be involved in the life of the child. They may not be married. And under our law, if you're not married, the father has no rights unless you get it from the court. And they want to have visitation, and they will pay support and explain what's in the best interest of the child. 
here in Illinois, the best interest is to have both parents involved right. and to have some stability. So just to help people and tell people, and I always tell a father who's coming into court, the judges are gonna like you when you go to court because you're stepping up and it sort of gives them of positive things and there's a way they can get there on their own. There's a good deal of, of common sense with, with everything that you're saying. It's just that, that reminder that we need to continually hear it. We're going to use this as an opportunity to take a break. We're talking with Dennis Marks and Jack Lynch of Catholic Charities Legal Assistance. Uh, the Voice of Charity will continue right after this break. Catholic Charities offers a wide variety of volunteer opportunities to those who want to share their time and help us serve people in need. Whether it's stocking the shelves of our food pantries, helping refugees learn the English language, tutoring school-aged children, becoming a mentor to young adults, sorting clothes in our clothing rooms, serving hot meals to those who are facing homelessness, or delivering meals and making cards to lift the spirits of our homebound seniors, we are deeply grateful to all those who want to join in our mission of mercy. Volunteer opportunities are updated weekly for people of all ages at ccofchicagovolunteer.com or just call us at 312-655-7053. That's 312-655-7053. Thank you for helping us follow Jesus' call to serve our neighbors in need. People always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really, you are changing lives. You are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org schooljobs. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Phil Zapata, along here with my uh, colleague, Katie Breedemann. 
We're talking to the wonderful and fabulous Dennis Marks and Jack Lynch of the Catholic Charities Legal Assistance uh, Program, also known as CCLA. Let's let's get back into it. Uh, Jack and Dennis, you know, we sometimes take for granted our ability to log on to a Zoom meeting, right? And, you know, as as needed. It's it's so much of our lives now in business. What about the clients that don't have computers or access uh, to that type of programming or know what Zoom is? How are you and other attorneys able to advocate for clients in, 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 in court, all of this, and building the case for them using that, using that technology? Well, usually the court offers more than just the Zoom, but people who don't have computers at a desk or a laptop typically have a smartphone, and they can use that to, to log in. The court normally, if it's a court matter, normally they're given instructions as to how to how to log in, and if they have problems, there's a helpline. They can also just uh, use their phone and um, attend by audio only. So yeah, it can be confusing in the beginning, but I think that in most cases they're able to work through it. The courts certainly know. The court clerk's office certainly know that these are issues that the that the uh, uh, litigant has now because of. Uh, the pandemic and and how to help them get get through it. Can, can we ask you to each? One of the things I just heard uh, the other day, the Cook County court system has set up uh, computers in the library in the Daily Center. So if you want to attend a court meeting by Zoom and you do not have the facilities, you can go to the library and they will help you get hooked up. Oh, that's fantastic. And some people don't want to attend the meetings at home. They they want it to be more personal, so you can go to this library. But it's, again, the court trying to work with people who don't have all the means that others might have. That's a wonderful one the, resource. One of the things that I usually advise uh, a client is if they're having problems or they anticipate problems, is do you have a young son or daughter that can assist <laughs> you with this? Because typically younger people are more are more able to to handle those kind of matters or if they don't do you have a neighbor or a good friend that's more familiar with it uh, and can assist you because sometimes sitting down next to a person and telling them how to log in is maybe the only way that they're able to that's very wise advice uh, can we ask you to each share a story or two about clients that you've assisted in recent weeks or months uh, with the resources at CCLA uh, uh, Jack may we start with you well, I, I had a client uh, not, not that long ago, uh, never married. Uh, the father was in jail in Texas, and the mother was living here, and the father had moved to Texas, and his mother was with him in Texas. And he told the mother, uh, or our client, uh, I gave my power of attorney to my mother, and my mother is coming to Illinois to pick up my kids. It can't be done. Power of attorney does not give anybody any rights over children. A grandmother can't come and take a child. So to explain that, the client calls us concerned. She heard this. And uh, in some countries, notaries and powers of attorneys have more power, not in this country. And therefore, just to give a person the relief, if you will, that you don't have to worry about this. And if anybody tries to come, call the police and the FBI. You don't take children away like that. Yeah. So somebody just, uh, I had another one, uh, this is a while back, 
the mother just came back from the hospital with the second child and the husband says, I'm done, I'm leaving. What do I do? How do I support? She's a stay-at-home mom. Well, he had a job with a big corporation and you could collect his salary and you could get child support. And just telling her how to get the child support, the money will be taken out of his check at work. It'll be sent to the state that'll send it to you. You know, just give somebody some relief. That's sort of the the best thing that I think we can do. That's vital assistance you provided to help her find that opportunity for ongoing income for her and her children. Sure. Yeah, and Dennis, any, in their lives. Absolutely, kept sustaining their lives. Uh, Dennis, any other stories to add? Sure, but you know, I'd like to say preliminarily that sometimes the most success we have is <clears throat> advising a client that they have no legal recourse for a particular problem. There may be a statute of limitations that has already expired, so they can't bring the matter to court. They may have been let go by an employer, but they were an at-will employee. And I, I can't tell them that they have a basis for, for going after the employer uh, because there's been no discrimination or anything of that nature. Uh, I had a client that called me just yesterday and she had a DUI and she wanted to get it expunged uh, or sealed. Well, unfortunately in Illinois, if you've been convicted of a DUI, unless that matter, unless that matter preliminary been dismissed or you, you've been found not guilty, if you've been convicted, uh, you're not going to be able to get that expunged or sealed. That's unfortunate. So sometimes that's, that's something that resolves the matter for them, not the way they anticipated, but at least it's resolved in their mind. Uh, in, in, a, in another way, I, I, uh, I, can, I can tell you about a, a story of a, a lady who, she rented an apartment with her husband for a number of years and her husband passed away. She could no longer afford to stay in that apartment. She needed a smaller apartment uh, for less cost. Uh, unfortunately, her landlord was not willing to give her security deposit back. So in that case, with, uh, with the approval of the client and of CCLA staff, I was able to write a letter to the landlord and explain to the landlord what the law was in Chicago and how there would be consequences for holding that, that um, security deposit without adequate proof that they needed it to uh, compensate them for certain repairs that needed to be done or certain things. And that they could also be liable for attorney's fees if the matter was brought to court. Well, the client didn't receive the entire thing back, but the, the landlord contacted them and they got most of the money back. So that was uh, one of the things where we were able to, to help them out. Sometimes it's a very short matter, like Jack explained, that you're able to tell a client what their, what their uh, legal recourse is and they can quickly resolve the issue, at least in their minds, that they've completely resolved it. Wonderful assistance you provided there, Dennis. So, Jack and Dennis, you know, this has really been a, a fascinating and fabulous conversation. I'll, I'll tell you, it's, we probably only got through half, half the questions that we wanted to, to, to get to you with, because we'd love to invite you back when we, when we have more time, if you'd be, be willing. Um, let's close it out very briefly. What do you like best about volunteering for CCLA? Very brief. 
Yeah, I'll start off as, as I get to help out people who can't afford an attorney. If you can help somebody do something that they're unable to do by themselves, that's greatly rewarding. Beautiful. Jack? We get a lot of God bless yous uh, when we're done with our call, and that's very satisfying. You know, if you've helped somebody and that they appreciate it. Well, you're, both of you, your, your wisdom, your experience, your empathy for Catholic Charities is, is unparalleled. Thank you so much. Your, your keen legal advice and problem-solving abilities have helped a tremendous number of, of clients find peace and consolation in really trying times over the years. And we're deeply grateful for your commitment and expertise on behalf of our clients. So thank you. Welcome. Nice to be with you. Thank you so much, Dennis and Jack, and we look forward to staying in touch and having you back on the show again soon. Um, for now, this is Katie Breedeman with Phil Zapeta. We thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.